Hi, and welcome to Ohanga. My name is Caroline, and today I'll be speaking with Christine with Pink House Hand-Dyed Yarns. Hi, Christine. How are you doing? Hi, Caroline. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. So, Christine, what kind of art do you do? Um, I hand-dye luxury yarns um, in various weights for people who hand knit or crochet or weave any type of um, yarn crafting, but I'm an indie dyer. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about what you mean by indie dyer and, and where you get your supplies from? Um, I buy all of my yarns bare from um, a company over in the UK. Um, and they're all sourced from ethical farms. They are some of the highest quality um, yarns that can be purchased. Um, they're so soft. I love them. <laughs> they're so beautiful. Um, just as they are, they're beautiful. Um, and then I use um, a whole bunch of different hand dyeing techniques. I use all professional, either fiber reactive or acid dyes. Um, they're all color fast. The yarns themselves can be machine washed and hand hunt, you know, hung to dry. You can't, you can't put them in the dryer, um, but you can wash them because they are super wash merino wools. Awesome. Okay. So how did you get involved with this? I got involved dyeing yarn. It's kind of a weird story. Um, I was a knitter. I've been a knitter for 30 plus years now. And um, a few years back, I had a coworker that I would knit with on our lunch breaks. Um, we would have so much fun and we would also go to the local yarn stores. And she said to me one day that she was thinking about learning how to dye yarn. And I distinctly remember saying to her, oh, that's great, have fun. I don't want anything to do with it. I have enough going on in my life, but I'll be happy to like knit up the yarns that you dye so you have samples to show people. And she was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Just do yourself a favor though, she said, and watch a couple of videos, just, just watch. So I watched a couple of videos and I was instantly hooked and I hit the ground running and she never did. She brought the idea to me. I think she fooled around a little bit and for whatever reason, she didn't take to it. And I ended up with a business. Wow. Inadvertently ended up with a business. Yeah. That's very interesting. So yeah. Did she, do you think you kind of credit her for influencing your artistic pursuit or is there other Absolutely. people? Um, no, she, she brought the idea to me. I knew there were indie dyers out there um, and I would buy frequently from indie dyers. I love finding unique hand-dyed yarns, um, but I really never thought that I would end up doing it. And then I really loved it. It's like coloring for grownups. It's yeah. so much fun. Like the, uh, the palette that I have, I own more dyes than I will ever use. And it's so much fun just to see like what combinations I can come up with, putting unique colorways together, things that you wouldn't think would necessarily look great together. It's, it's always a surprise. I absolutely love it. So is there anything that kind of motivates or inspires your art and what you do? Gosh, that's a really good question. I don't have one, like I know there are indie dyers out there that, that 
that take their inspiration from like one source. Like I know there are indie dyers out there who find their motivations in nature and they exclusively dye colorways that are um, reminiscent of things that you'd find in nature, like floral tones. And, and I might, I might find something that I like that I'll, that I'll reproduce from nature, but I'm really inspired from all different things like a painting or a photograph that I see online or my favorite flowers or literally it's not one thing that I, that I, that I draw my inspiration from. And I think that the, the thing that really resounds in all of the dying that I do is I love color. Yeah. You know, like I've had people say to me, oh, I'm looking for more of a neutral palette. And I'm like, well, and I'm probably not the dyer for you because I can't stop being who I am. And um, if I don't get great joy in it, then I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, I like color. Yeah. Well, and I liked what you said earlier when you said it's like coloring for adults. Yeah. Maybe that is kind of what is the inspiration is you're just getting in that zone of, of, of adding color and seeing yeah. what happens. I love, I mean, I, lo I love pink. I'm partial to pink, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, I love all the colors. I really do. So um, besides color, maybe are there any other themes that come out with your art? You know, I just, it's all about happiness. It's all about colors that make me happy. I mean, that's ultimately, it's the joy in in doing it as well as the joy in the final product, you know, that, that that's really why I do it. So I think if happiness can be a theme, then that's my theme. Yeah, that's great. All things happy. Yeah. So have you had any obstacles that you faced in pursuit of, of this work? I mean, I, I, I'm not a full-time creator. I think my main obstacle right now is my full-time job. Um, I'm a scientist by trade and a creative by choice. Um, and that is one of the things I love best about dyeing the yarn too, is there's a scientific element to it that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of combining the, the both halves of my brain, the science half of my brain and the creative half of my brain. I just wish I had more time. Like that's really my biggest obstacle is time. Yeah. I think that's everybody's biggest obstacle, really, if you think about it. We all want more hours in our day and more weeks in our year, and we're given what we're given, and we have to make the best of it. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's the biggest obstacle is just simply finding more time. Yeah. So when do you typically work? Well, I mean, for the your crafts, not for, for my craft, for your full-time um, job. <laughs> well, my full-time job is um, I work a manufacturing schedule. So right now I have... Um, a light week and a heavy week, they rotate. So there are some days, some weeks where I have like a couple of days off and I get a lot of my dying done in those days. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Um, and we do selling events on weekends and I work some weekends. So trying to balance everything is really um, a challenge, but we're making it work. Yeah, that's good. So do you work in your house? Can you, can you kind of describe it? I do. I, I dye my yarn in my kitchen. Um, I have a set of pots and pans that are exclusively used for dyeing because once you use them for dyeing, they're, 
pretty much toxic. So I could kill my entire family if I wasn't careful and I used the wrong pan. I have to be very careful. We store them, we store them outside the kitchen, but yeah. Yeah. I I clean everything down and um, isolate, like there's no food or, or cooking utensils that we use out when I'm actually dyeing the yarn, but I don't have a studio. I have entertained the idea of renting some studio space in Pawtucket. Um, And I think that might be my long-term goal. So for right now, it's the kitchen or nothing. So I use the kitchen. So can you, can you kind of walk me through, if you can briefly, like what steps you have to take to dye a piece of yarn and how you use those different tools in the kitchen? Yeah. Well, I buy my yarn already in skeins. So they're already in 100 gram parcels, each skein of yarn. Um, And they have to be soaked for about half an hour at least before you can actually start to dye them just to get the excess lanolin out um, because the lanolin will resist the dyes. Um, And then there's a variety of different techniques that I use. Like I kettle dye, I have some huge um, kettles that I'll use on top of the stove. And if I'm going for more of a solid color or a variegated tone, I will kettle dye. Um, My favorite, um, thing to do with the yarn, which also combines my science and my, and my art is, um, if you apply the dye just right with, um, citric acid, and then you apply heat just right, you can take a complex color and you can break it up into its component colors. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the colorways that I have when you look at them, it looks like there's maybe seven or eight different colors involved on the yarn. All of that was at one point one color. Oh, it's cool. just that it breaks. Yeah, it's very cool. It's 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 based on like the the molecular weight of each individual color and how they um, can move into the yarns at different times, and you can wash them at different times um, to keep some colors and let some colors go that's my most favorite thing to do. And, and I do a lot of that. Yeah. That sounds so that's, that's, yeah. It's very cool. So that's some of what I do. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So do you have any ultimate goal for your art, either what you want it to be or to mean to you or your audience? Um, I not particularly, I'm very flexible in going where it's taking me, you know, I think, somewhere down the line, if, if I could become a full-time creative, that would be great. I do like my science career too, though. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a toss up. I don't, I don't really know, but, um, yeah, you know, it started as a whim. I I've always crafted. I've always, and I've had other craft businesses before. Like I had a jewelry making business for a number of years. I always managed to find something to do with my hands, but this has just been, Uh, an absolute joy and wherever it takes me, I'm happy to go. Like I, I don't have any preconceived ideas. Um, I've met some fantastic people. I've made some great contacts. I've worked with, with, I've partnered with a couple different people. Um, There's a fabulous young um, knitwear designer named Danielle Simkin, who, um, buys my yarns and then incorporates them into her knitwear designs. Mm-hmm. And that has been really gratifying and fun to see. Uh, I'd love to do more work with knitting designers down the line. Um, but right now, you know, I'm just having a great time with it. I'm just really enjoying it. 
seeing what I can do and challenging myself to come up with new and interesting color combinations and um, making unique, one of a kind sort of works of art slash craft. Yeah. So besides the, um, the hats that you showed me earlier, do you use your own yarns for any other projects that you do? Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything I knit. Yeah. What kind of everything. projects do you do that you use them for? I love knitting shawls right now. I have more shawls than I'll probably ever be able to wear, but there are so many really fabulous knitwear designers out there and um, pattern designers on Ravelry. There's a website called Ravelry that a lot of us knitters and crocheters like to go on. It's like Facebook for knitters and crocheters. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, you know, the sky's the limit. Like, yeah, I love I also love knitting mittens. I know it seems like such a simple thing, but I think mittens are just, they're utilitarian. They're so useful. Um, they're comforting. Like everybody likes a mitten, mm. but you can make them beautiful just by choosing really pretty colored dyes. And so my favorite thing right now to knit, I would say would be the mittens and the shawls. Yeah, I like mittens. They're very they are they really are and who who wouldn't want a nice pair of mittens like it's the perfect gift yeah you know like I I just think it's I love mittens so yeah mittens (laughs) okay so is there anything else that you think is important for us to know about you or your work just dying for the joy of it which sounds weird when you think about it dying with an e dying (laughs) with an e for the joy of it that's just what I'm doing